Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Welcome again to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined me here on this Monday evening, and I'm so excited to be with you tonight. That's right, you're listening to us on the Soul of America Radio Network from coast to coast. You can find us here, right here every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Central. Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Zone, and 6 o'clock there on the West Coast. Uh, But you find us here every Monday night as we continue to deal with the subject of hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. And that's whether or not you are dealing with abuse, domestic abuse, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, economic abuse, whatever it may be, whether it's due to abandonment, rejection, loss, grieving, any of those things there, this show is designed with you in mind. It's a place where you can come, a place where you can hear not only uplifting, empowering information that empowers you as an individual as well as a community, but it's also a place that you have an opportunity to sound off, to uh, let your voice be lent to so many things that we have to talk about. There's a few ways you can reach us here on Hope and Healing. If you're listening by way of the Internet, that's www. .soulofamericaradio.com, that's how you reach us, and you simply go to the Hope and Healing site, the Hope and Healing uh, uh, tab there, and once you hit the Hope and Healing tab there, you just simply click on it live, and you will find yourself in the room with us, and we're able to be on live with you there. The other way that you can reach us is also by simply calling our number. That's the number, area code 323. 7849638 that's area code 323 7849638 that's one way you can reach us and then you can also reach us if you would by way of email if you like to email us email us at jsicklin at soulofamericaradio.com that is how you can reach us today and we'll be so very glad to get you on now listen tonight we continue our one year anniversary show we had our one year anniversary show on last monday night and we had a very special guest a nationally acclaimed author and uh, and founder of A Saving Promise, uh, L.Y. Marlowe was with us on last uh, Monday, and what a great time that we had. Uh, many of you were very much uh, blessed by that 
And then you expressed it in so many ways, and we were so glad to have her. And tonight is more or less an open line, but not totally open line, because many of you that are calling in, that are listening in, you're also uh, individuals that uh, continue to support what we're doing, but also you have a story to share as well. So tonight is about reaching out to each and every one of you, and we want to cover a lot of things. There are so many other ways that you can reach with us and stay in touch with us. We have a few Facebook pages out there. One is called Domestic Violence. It is your business. Just go there uh, to Facebook and request the joint, and we'll get you on the air. Then another one of our Facebook pages that are so that is so very inspirational and that's so uplifting is called Destiny by Choice Two Fellowship Page. That's Destiny by Choice Roman numeral two Fellowship Page, and that page is so unique because it is filled with inspiration. It is filled with warm greetings in Scripture. It is filled with individuals that lift each other up, and it's a great place to find yourself on it throughout. And as always, we're always so very glad because our pages are manned by uh, just an incredible individual, Indy Harlem. She does an incredible job, absolutely, uh, with everything that is on that page. She makes sure that it's not only administrated, but she makes sure that you know exactly what we're talking about. So even as this uh, uh, broadcast is going on, believe me, she is always relevant, and she's always current when it comes to making sure that uh, the uh, issues that we're talking about is inclusive in, on the page as we go forth today. So that is how you can reach us. It is still October's National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but it's also National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and there's so much we want to get to here. Uh, I have to tell you, those of you that may be listening to us in other states and other places, uh, you've got to understand how excited I am on this past Saturday, we hosted a, our symposium, a symposium on domestic violence, a faith symposium, I should call it, on domestic violence. And when I tell you that it was very well attended, but it, the content of it was absolutely incredible, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of my panelists that was a part of it, uh, and uh, they lend so much information, and I think it was the beginning of healing for our community. It was the beginning of healing for so many different ones, and we're just glad to be a part of that. So I continue to trumpet that message. I continue to make sure that many people are aware of where that message comes from and where that message is going because it is critical in this day and time that we are aware of the challenges of this issue of domestic abuse and domestic violence. But not only that, the loss and the things that happen that really hamper our way of living and hamper the lifestyle and upbringing excuse me, of so many different people. So I want to make sure that you're aware of that today, and we want to make sure that we get you on the air. So if you'd like to call in tonight in just a few minutes, you can call in at that number once again, area code 323-784-9638. That's how you can reach us. You can listen in, or if you'd like to be a guest, have a question or comment, simply hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll be so very glad to get you on the air because it is about hope and healing. It is this journey to wholeness. It is finding that place of strength. It is finding that place of wholeness. It is finding that place where one can thrive. And there are just so many things that we need to talk about tonight, and we'll get to them uh, tonight. Uh, definitely this is going to be open mic, open line. So we're open tonight for any topic in the area of domestic violence, uh, spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, uh, uh, just the children being exposed to domestic violence. And, of course, if you tonight, perhaps you need to talk about something, that, uh, maybe abandonment, rejection, any of those things there, 
We are here tonight basically just to definitely make sure that your voice can be heard and to be able to provide a platform that is going to be strength to you tonight. So once again, Erico 323-784-9638, that's how you can reach us. And we'll be so glad to get you on the airway. And I want to just make sure that you're listening to us well. Uh, once again, if you're listening by way of Internet or you'd like to tune in by Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. That's how you can reach us. So right after this break here, we're going to be back on to take your call. You're listening to J.R. Thicklin on Soul of America Radio Network. You're listening to Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. right now via the internet, you should see some advertisements around your screen. Please click on one of them because you support us every time you click on an ad. Thank you. I'm Tony Stallings, founder and CEO here at the Soul of America Radio. We've all witnessed the unjust laws that allow our children to be gunned down, that allow our mothers, fathers, and brothers to be locked up 20, 30 years for crimes that are belittled in the white community. It's time that we gather together and discuss ways to take action, one day at a time, one house at a time. It starts right here with us. Join us as we adopt the theme of Fight the Power, of course, peacefully. We look forward to you joining us over the next few months. Thank you. We're fighting the power on the soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, J.R. Thickland, in Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. Healing a Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Uh, absolutely just excited about this past weekend and excited about things that are happening around the country because I believe the time is right and the climate is right, not just because it's October, National Domestic Violence Awareness Month, but it's right because it is right. It is time now that we must raise our social consciousness and the, and the consciousness of America when it comes to 
to the atrocity that is committed in our home that is far greater and far reaching than any act of terrorism, and that is the issue of domestic violence happening in the home. The reality is the fact that when we continue to talk about the Department of Homeland Security is almost a misnomer because the only real Department of Homeland Security is the Homeland Security that begins within the home of each and every individual, and that is having the right to live safe from being threat of terror, even from their loved one, even from their spouses, the uh, the right to be uh, free from a living uh, manipulated and controlled lives, the uh, life to be free from being living lives that is filled with violence, that is constantly capturing the next generation, the right to live violent-free lives and to live lives that is filled with the ability to thrive and to become the better individual, that our next generation is stronger than the one that preceded it. But Houston, we have a problem. America, we have a problem. And that is a problem because we fail to recognize that the ruin of a nation begins in the home of its people. And so the dysfunctionality of the family, the deterioration of the family structure has now began to show itself itself in a way that we could not have ever imagined. And that is the fact that not only do we deal with broken homes, but we deal with broken bones. Not only do we deal with broken bones, but we deal with broken families. And we deal with brokenness in a way that continues to disenfranchise the family as we have known it. And as a result of it, we see the perpetuation of domestic violence and abuse that is going on from one generation to the other. And here's the thing that's startling, beloved, is the fact that we're finding the perpetrators and the victims are becoming younger and younger and younger, meaning that they're not far removed from the violence that they're exposed to. And that doesn't change until we change it. That doesn't stop until we stop it. That doesn't go away until we stand up and speak out against it. Last week we had L.Y. Marlowe was on the air, and L.Y. said something that was important, and she's the founder of the Saving Promise uh, organization, a national grassroots organization that's doing some wonderful things. But we have to make some individual commitments. We as individuals have to promise what is our promise to take our role inside of eradicating domestic violence? What is our promise to stop the things that we have seen happening in the area of domestic violence? We have to stand up and take that stand because if we don't take that stand, let me say something. Little Jimmy, little, little, uh, little Ron will not recognize what is right or what is wrong. So we perpetuate violence. We've got to change the standard. We've got to change the climate of America. America must, must get a hold of what's going on because we're seeing violence becoming a part of our culture, a violent culture, and we must begin to speak out against it like never before. But not only speak out against it, we now must model the right behavior inside of it. Our young people, as well as our old, need to understand the fact that the next thing after conflict doesn't have to be violence. The next step after conflict isn't necessarily violence. But why can it not be resolution? We must learn to resolve. We must learn to deal with tolerance and patience. We must learn to be to be patient and swift to hear and slowly anger. We must learn to be people that will stand and understand the value of another's life and the value of another's quality of life. That is what our responsibility is, regardless of what title or no title that you may wear. That is our responsibility, whether you live in the White House or the, or the outhouse. That is our responsibility in the schoolhouse. That is the responsibility in the outhouse. We must continue to trumpet this message that we cannot no longer stand and allow 
allowed the, allowed the culture of violence to continue to swallow the lives and to shipwreck the destinies and to forfeit the purposes of our young people. We have to understand this is more than just a man hitting a woman or a woman hitting a man. This goes beyond a level quarrel. This goes beyond the fact that they didn't get along. This goes to the very core of our society, which is simply this, that we have created a culture, an environment that says that violence is acceptable, that says this is how you get your way, is that you manipulate your power and control over the other individual. In other words, you disarm them and you reduce them to being nothing. And we can ill afford for those type of things to be the way of life. So I challenge you today, everyone that's listening under the sound of my voice, and everyone that may be listening, whether by internet or by telephone, that you would join with me as we take this stand, this stand to eradicate the horrific acts of domestic violence. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. Uh, if you'd like to have a comment, if you'd like to have a question, just simply call in at area code 323-784-9638, and then simply hit the number one key that will let our producer know that you want to get on the air. And we'll get you on the air tonight, and we will be glad to entertain your question and your comment. So if you're there tonight, just simply hit the one on the keypad there. We have literally seen our share of domestic violence here uh, in these first 21 days of this month. We have seen it happen in unprecedented ways, and we have to stand. We must become informed, we must become educated, and we must make a difference. We have a caller that's on the line, and we're going to get you on right now. Caller number ending in 6250. Caller number ending in 6250. We're going to try to get you on the airway. Look like we are having just a little technical issue there, and we're going to uh, look to get that solved. I think something is just frozen up there, but here you are, caller. Number in at 6250. Welcome to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. You're on the air. Good night, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, just uh, getting everything together. I specifically um, I'm referring to the State Symposium on Domestic Violence that was held at the Orthodox Zion Primitive Baptist Church this Saturday. It was awesome. It it was awesome. It was filled with open. It was filled with open, honest communication about domestic violence, and valuable knowledge was given to the community to help prevent and eventually reduce or eliminate domestic abuse. But one thing that struck me: all the conversations, everything that was there, it was involved with faith. Faith was there, Absolutely. and many times we have oh faith, yes. Many times we have different organizations that come or may not participate um, because of the faith side of, you know, addressing um, domestic abuse um, in our community. I just want to say awesome, <laughs> um, awesome job. All of us came together. Yes, it was, it was wonderful. Well, I, I appreciate that, but I tell you, it could not have been all that it was without uh, persons like yourself, and especially you being a part of our panel and uh, and sharing your story and sharing uh, with so many. I mean, uh, the, some of the feedback I got from some of the pastors there was they thought it was incredible because for many of them, they had not heard a person who survived domestic violence tell their story. So they had not seen people who have overcome and have come through it. And so you provided that for them, and, uh, and it was captured even in the local paper here in Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, I think that it got uh, absolutely 
it, it got absolutely uh, great coverage. I think you all made it worth it. I think pastors was educated. I think everyone that was there was educated. And I, I'm going to ask you a question. I know, I know how I feel about it, but my question to you is that do you feel that these type of things, these type of symposium, are instrumental in bringing the faith community on board? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, very instrumental on um, bringing the, the faith faith leaders and anyone everyone else on board. But one other thing I would like to say too, um, although many of the many clergy um, did attend, okay, mm-hmm. and many of the authors was uh, present. I did feel that um, some of them, uh, well, deliberately did not um, show up. Also, only because mm, they only because they were not ready. They were not ready or willing mm, to open up to the truth. Absolutely. Um, many to open up to the truth. Many times, even in the faith community, um, faith leaders. Are this way? They have to see themselves first, right? Okay? A lot of times, if they feel like they are going to be on the menu, they would shun this okay. um, uh, type of uh, symposium. Okay, but thank God that we are moving beyond that. Okay, and those that did attend and showed up, it was awesome. Their minds and hearts were opened. Okay to the academic and the, the, the real facet of, uh, of domestic violence by listening to us, you know, as previous survivors, okay, and those others on the panel. So, yes, absolutely, this is needed. This is needed. And as word go around and the exposure, okay, the as it go around, we would have more faith leaders and individuals um, coming to that point Okay, I say, look, this is real. This is happening in our community. It is happening in the congregation. It is happening to our next door neighbors. It is in our homes. It's coming. It is to a point where it cannot be ignored anymore. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So. Well, one of the things that you said that is so important is that we have to continue it on. And you have to understand, even as you pointed out, there there's those that aren't ready to deal with it. And and they're not ready to deal with it for a number of reasons. A lot of times it's hard for people, especially people in position, just to admit to the fact that I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what to say next. I don't know. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a person, I, and I often say this to young pastors. A lot of time young pastors who really have not had any training inside of how to be a pastor, the worst mistake they can make is act like they know, <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. a dead giveaway. You know, rather than saying, look, I'm learning, I want to learn, I'm open to learning. And yet it's still that's not what we generally get. What we generally get is individuals who um we get individuals that uh, basically uh, does just the opposite. They want to pretend that they know and when they don't know. And when they pretend that they know and don't know, then that's where the problem lies. The problem lies because of the fact that, um, you know, they refuse to get the help they need. They refuse to get the things that they need in order for them to be effective. They don't help the congregation. They don't help even the community when they don't know. And so our position is the fact is get them to the place where are you willing to know? 
put yourself in a position that you're willing to know. Because if you put yourself in a position where you're willing to know, and then what will happen is that you will find yourself definitely on the greater end of things. Uh, you can learn. And part of our job going forward is to educate them. It is to educate them. It is about them becoming aware. It's about them um, uh, fulfilling the things that they need to fulfill. It's about them understanding, and that's what the next step from the symposium is. It is about the in-depth training of the faith community, the clergy, and how to deal with this. You know, I, I say it all the time, you, we can't change that which we're unwilling to confront, and we definitely can't confront that which we're unwilling to identify. We cannot identify that which we're unwilling to acknowledge, and we dare not acknowledge that which we're unwilling to accept. And so we have a real issue, and that issue can only be resolved when we are willing to step up to the plate and say, I simply don't know, I need help, uh, I'm willing to be taught, because the fact I understand that ministry is more than, uh, uh, excuse me for lack of a term, for it's more than us just hooping. It's more than that. Ministry is practical. Ministry is about reaching people where they are. And that's what it is all about. And if we fail to do that, then what we're doing is doing a disservice to everyone that we serve. Because at the end of the day, your members and the people that come to church, they're not going to remember your hooping. They're not going to remember how you tuned up and how you huffed and puffed. They're going to remember where you're there for me. They're going to remember when I was when I was hungry, did you feed me? They're going to remember when I was naked, did you clothe me? They're going to remember when I was when I was in prison, did you visit me? Well, guess what? There are many people that are in abusive situations, and that's exactly what they feel like. They feel like they're in prison. They feel like that they they're in prison. They are bruised and they're battered. And we have a charge. We have been given a charge. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, uh, to to bind up the brokenhearted, you know, uh, to set uh, set at liberty those that are captives and to restore the sight to the blind and and, and to and, and, and to be there for those that are bruised, you know. And so if we if we fail to carry out that mission there, then we have failed to carry out our assignment in its proper manner. And we must be about that, because if we fail to do that, then we have basically, we have literally said that God, the charge that you've given me, only begins and ends inside of the pulpit. It goes beyond that. We have to understand this this abuse changes the course of families. It changes the course of a whole generation. It changes the way they see themselves. It changes in every way. So it takes us in the faith community to stand up, speak out, and do what we must do in addressing the issue of domestic violence. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. We're talking about domestic violence. We're talking about uh, some of the things that must be done and things that are happening even uh, here locally in the South Florida area as we just hosted a face symposium on this past weekend. And as a result of that face symposium, we're seeing some great things happening, and we continue to look forward to do some, doing some things that will make a difference in the lives of all of those that uh, would be willing to receive. So that's one of the things we want to talk about, Eric code 323 Eric code 323 That is how you reach us right here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness. Uh, we're right here for you tonight, and as you come on tonight, if you have a question or a comment, simply hit the uh, number one key on your on your telephone that lets our producer know that you want to get on the airway, and we will get you on the air. 
that is how you reach us on tonight. Uh, uh, we're talking to one of our guests who was also a panelist uh, on this past Saturday. And, uh, and definitely your feedback is the fact that it was both informative, it was powerful, and it's something that is uh, needed uh, to happen more than one time, but something that will continue to happen to strengthen our community. Uh, you have any other questions or comments, we'd really thank you for your feedback. Okay. Um, yes. Another thing I wanted to bring up what was addressed at the panel that I think the community um, on whole um, needed to know. Um, as we all know, um, just looking in the media, okay, mm-hmm. every time you turn on the television, there are incidents of domestic violence, incidents of um, partners killing and, you know, shooting, different, different ways that lives of victims are taken. Okay. Absolutely. And absolutely, and uh, a lot of things that was um, one of the main things that was introduced was the different types of abuse on the panel. I want to just hit on that briefly. Um, for instance, not just physical abuse, but verbal or nonverbal abuse. Um, for instance, emotional abuse, mental abuse, or mental cruelty. Okay. Many times, the victims are unaware of these types of abuse, especially mental cruelty, okay, emotional. Sexual abuse was also another one that brought up stalking, cyber stalking, economic abuse, especially financial abuse, and spiritual abuse. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to bring up those points that those there were big eye-openers for uh, many of the individuals there that was present at the state symposium on Saturday. Well, absolutely. You know, and those things are very important because so so many times people oftentimes disqualify themselves as being a victim or even a perpetrator because of the fact they have categorized the abuse. They say, well, this isn't happening to me, so I must not be in an abusive relationship. Or, or, you know, I didn't get a black eye, so I must be all right. I never gave a person a black eye, so I'm okay. But the reality is, is no, uh, you're not okay. Uh, the reality is, is that you are dealing with people in a, in a way uh, – people that are hurting, people that are in trouble, uh, people that uh, may be suffering in silence. So we have to know the signs and we have to be aware of what's going on. And if we're going to be a difference maker, then we, you know, we're going to have to take our rightful place in addressing this issue. It is not something that's going to go away simply because, uh, you know, we decide we don't want to deal with it. I keep saying we cannot put our heads in the sand and act like it doesn't affect because it's showing up. Excuse me. It's showing up with our children in school. It's showing up with uh, within our neighborhood. It's showing up in our education system. It's showing up in every uh, facet of life. And until we deal with it, it doesn't just vanish. It doesn't vanish at all. And so we have to deal with that in a way that is constructive, in a way that people are really um, – in a position to be healed and to go forth. And I just think that we have a responsibility in our community to do such. And I think that if we can ever get over in our community the need to just be entertained and understand that we that we need solid, we need solid individuals, we need individuals that are serious about the quality of life for so many people. Because when, I, when, when a person adopts this type of mindset, when a person finds themselves in this type of situation, it affects them in ways that, that, that reaches so far. And, and children, when they are exposed to this, no one ever thinks about how does it affect them inside of their ability to learn. 
How does it affect them inside of their ability uh, to, to comprehend inside of school? We never think of that in terms of that. We think the abuse, uh, the abuse ends with the uh, act of violence, and that's nothing further from the truth. The abuse doesn't end with the act of violence. The abuse is very much uh, prevalent, and until we begin to uh, make it known, stand up and speak out against it, we're going to see these type of things happen, and we're going to see these things happen in a way that will continue that will continue to uh, uh, affect our community. And that is one thing that I, I think that we as a community uh, can least afford to do. We can least afford to be silent about this subject matter. We have to speak up and we have to speak out. We have to make sure that uh, the, the trumpet is sounded. And for those that may not feel that is, is something that they uh, ought to be a concern about, I'd say look no further than your next-door neighbor. Uh, the fact of the matter is that this issue is such an epidemic uh, in our society that unless we deal with it, we find ourselves in a place that, um, you know, that uh, we're sitting on the sidelines rather than being part of, of what needs to happen. So that's what is happening in our society. We will continue to raise the awareness. We'll continue to uh, sound the alarm. We'll continue to make sure that we are our brothers and our sisters' keeper because that is, that is the one thing that we owe. We owe to ourselves, we owe to each other, is to be our brothers and our sisters' keeper. And until we can become that, until we are willing to become that, then we are, we are doing each other a disservice. So that is what uh, we have to continue to talk about. That is what we have to continue to raise the issues on. That is what we have to continue to make sure that everyone recognize that it's our responsibility. It is our business. It doesn't go away because we simply don't want to talk about it. It is always there, uh, and the next generation is always being impacted by it. Amen. Well, okay. Yes. Okay. So, Erico code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. Erico code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. I hope and healing a journey to wholeness. You're listening to Jr. Thicklin right here on the Soul of America Radio Network, and I will see you right on the other side of the break. I'll take your calls. In healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin returns after this. Want to get in on the conversation? Call J at 323 J.R. Thicklin, the Soul of America Radio, and its staff and family encourage you to please let someone know if you're going through a domestic violence situation. If you know someone that's going through a domestic violence situation, please don't stand by and let it just happen. We simply cannot afford to tolerate this any longer. Call 800 799 7233, the National 
Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-7233. It is your business. Also connect with J.R. Thicklin at his Facebook group, which is Domestic Violence. It is your business. Check him out. Above life. Above your circumstances. You can soar. This is the one and only story. Give us a call at 323-784-9638. And now, here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. Welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and you're listening to us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. We're so very glad that you've joined us as we continue to talk about issues that affect our community, uh, not just domestic violence. I know people say, well, how can you talk about domestic violence every day and every week? Uh, it's Well, I unfortunately, I can talk about it because, of fact, it occurs. It continues to occur, and the impact is so far-reaching inside of our community, inside of our families, that it must be not only talked about but raise awareness i want to be able to change the consciousness of america when it comes to this issue the consciousness of people of color especially when it comes to the issue a consciousness of a faith community all across the board when it comes to this issue and that's what we want to do we're with you tonight we're going to be with you tonight until 10 o'clock tonight so the show will be just a little shorter tonight but we're so glad to have you on with us um Eric O three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's how you reach us. That is how you reach us tonight. If you have a question or comment, uh, simply hit the number one on your keypad. If you by chance would like to just send in a uh, question, or you want to send in a question or comment, uh, you can very well just simply do so uh, by uh, emailing to J Thicklin. That's the letter J T H I C K L I N at Soul of America Radio dot com. That is how you reach us. And so uh, I just want you to know that I'm looking forward to hearing from you tonight, your comments and your questions. Uh, we were just talking about the uh, impact of the uh, uh, symposium on last week. And the symposium was a faith symposium on domestic violence. Uh, and because of that, uh, there was a lot of outreach. There was a lot of things uh, that was done, a lot of things I believe that was, a, that was accomplished. So as a result of that, uh, I, I'm getting a lot of feedback from all over, uh, a lot of feedback from all over uh, from uh, different individuals. It's been in the papers here about the symposium. There are others that are reaching out because, in fact, they understand that they share that same passion. And I know that together we can make a difference. Together we can change the culture and the climate of our community. And that's what we must do, change the culture and the climate of our communities. Because unless we change that, we are leaving to the next generation uh, of the very sad world that we're seeing now. And the problem is is that when we have a generation that actually thinks that violence is acceptable and that violence is the normal way of life, 
then you can understand that the quality of life in the future is definitely in trouble. So we have a responsibility inside of that, each and every one of us. Yes, domestic violence, it is your business. Uh, it is your business. It is my business. It is our business. And we must continue to raise the awareness. Our young men need to understand the fact that that you do not have a right, neither should you ever uh, verbally degrade a, a young lady, or neither should you ever put her down, and most definitely you should never put her hand, your hands on her. need to understand that in the same breath that you've done that, that you consider your mother, consider your sister, consider those individuals in your life, and consider the fact would you want that to happen to them? And I promise you, most of you would say, no way you wouldn't want it to happen. And so now we have to take responsibility ourselves to make sure that um, that we will operate in a way that um, does not continue to uh, degradate or put our women down or to destroy them in any way. So uh, what I want you to do tonight as you're listening tonight, I want you to think about, and this kind of goes back to last week's show with um, – uh, uh, with uh, our last week's show with uh, our dear friend uh, L.Y. Marlowe. I think it was important for us to um, to hear that, uh, that when we start talking about the importance of our role that we play, that we also must understand what is it that we can control and what we can control that we can personally make promises. We can make a pledge, a promise to stop in domestic violence, to speak out against it in our on our own lot. That is so incredibly important. And when we begin to do that, then that's when we see things happen. That's when we see things change. That is when we make an impact on the community like never before. And that is what it's going to take. If we're going to see a difference made, it's going to happen simply because there are people that will not take it any longer who understand that they cannot just uh, sit around and complain about it. They must be about it. And that is uh, that is what we are advocating today, that is what we so strongly suggest that each and every one of us will do, that we'll find ourselves on the other end of this matter, that we'll stand up against it, that we'll speak out against it, and most of all, that we will take a stand against it. And when we do so, it can change the culture of our climate. Our young men need to understand that that, that um, abusing women is not being a man at all. Abusing women is not being a man. That's not a right to passage at all. As a matter of fact, it is the weakest form, it is the weakest demonstration of a male is one that would abuse a woman. It is the weakest demonstration of a male, one that would abuse a woman. And I want to make sure that uh, we take that uh, responsibility to teach our young men. And then we have to teach our young women. We have to teach them that they're valuable and they're worth, that they're beautiful, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that they are purposed, they are gifted, and they are God's uh, creation, and that they're the apple of God's eye. We have to reinforce that. But it's hard to reinforce that language is that if the environment that we have built and the environment that we expose them to is one that's filled and laced with profanities and degradations and put-downs and, and a disregard for who they are and disregard for their potential of life. So I'm saying that that's why domestic violence is a community responsibility. It's a responsibility that we all have, that we have the responsibility to walk in a form of integrity. We have a responsibility to walk in a way that uh, that, that – uh, People will look up to us and not just see us as a, another representation of, of crazy life, another representation of individuals who are not concerned about life. So 
we must continue to do our part. We must continue to raise that banner in this day and time because unless we do, unless we do, we're doing a disservice to all that are around us. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. You listen to J.R. Thicklin on Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. That is how you reach us, Area code 323-784-9638. If uh, by way of chance you're trying to get to us on Internet, that's www.soulofamericaradio.com. That is how you reach us tonight, www.soulofamericaradio.com. Uh, we have about 17 minutes left into program tonight, and it's open mic. Uh, what may ever be on your heart, whatever that you might want to talk about, perhaps it's an incident that have happened recently, perhaps it's an incident that uh, uh, that has happened in your life. We are here tonight. We are that we are that lifeline, and that lifeline is one that is meant to reach out to you wherever you are. You're never out of the reach because we're here to not only hear you. We're here to walk you through whatever you may be dealing with, even as we speak today. So there's so much that we have to do. We have to continue to do this work as it relates to domestic violence and understand that if we don't do it, then who can we depend on to do it? And that's the thing, not to pass the buck, but rather to stand in the gap and let's make this tremendous difference that needs to be made. Area code 323-784-9638, that is how you reach us. That is the way you reach us here tonight on the Soul of America Radio. And um, as we are just uh, chronicling and going through some of the things that we have just seen most recently, we're continuing to see the uh, domestic violence homicide uh, rate goes up, uh, that we're seeing too many deaths that are due to uh, murder and domestic violence situations. That changes because of the fact we, we stand up and we speak out and we utilize resources and we understand that we are our brothers and our sisters' keeper. That is the one thing that must resonate with us all. And when we allow that to resonate, that is when we will begin to see unity in the community. That is when we begin to see, if you would, uh, the eradication of domestic violence. That is when you will begin to see that we are our brothers and sisters' keepers. And that is so incredibly important in this hour. Area code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And even as you're listening today, I'm going to go to this commercial break here, and uh, and I will join you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. Thank you so very much for being with us tonight. Right back. 
one and only, Sword. New programming coming up on the Soul of America Radio. Go to soulofamericaradio.com for more information. Invite them 
to be on the air with you next Monday night. Five friends, invite them to come on and be on with you to listen to the show. That is your homework for next week. That is your homework. Now, those five friends could be friends, could be girlfriends. It could be your a member of your church. It could be your pastor. It could be anyone. But I want you to get them on. The season is now. The time is now to hear, really, uh, just powerful messages and uplifting uh, uh, strategies and how we're going to address this issue of domestic violence. So, listen, I am going to get ready to sign out for the night. I thank you so very much for being with on, us on tonight. And as um, Tamala Mann gets ready to take us out with Take Me to the King, until next week, this is your host, J.R. Thicklin, saying thank you, and I look forward to speaking to you real soon.
And until next week, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I'm once again thank you for joining us tonight on an abbreviated edition of Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. But I'll be right back with you on Monday night. That's next Monday night at our regular time, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That is 8 o'clock Central and 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone. And our friends there on the West Coast, that's 6 o'clock. But um, next Monday, a full show from 9 o'clock to 10.30. And until that time, this is J.R. Thicklin saying thank you once again. And remember, your silence perpetuates the violence. Let's stop domestic violence. Let's make a difference. Let's be that bomb of Gilead. Let's bring healing. Let's bring hope that we may be our brother's keeper. And until that time, this is J.R. Thicklin, and I say to you as always, stay safe, make a difference, and live your life on purpose. For you are created with purpose, for purpose, and on purpose. I'll see you next week. God bless.